Well, welcome to Alice Footy Podcast, episode 32. I'm your host, George. We'll get things started. Steve, how are you? Good, thank you, George. It's warmed up a little bit in London, so not not as shivering anymore. Oh, well, we're looking at a 40-degree day here today in Sydney, so um, yeah, it's the calm before the storm now here, so uh, we'll see how things go. Nico? It's already hot as it is now, yeah. as you said. You've got me at the time now, right after I lost. Yeah, well, I know. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, literally, we'll... literally moments after the whistle, and we'll uh, we'll talk about that as well because that's uh, it's an interesting loss that one there <clears throat> in the games. But we'll kick off with a uh, Super League uh, wrap up here. Let me just get my uh, my page open here. Where are we? All right, uh, here we go. Uh, Lamia, 4-1 winners over Kifisia. Uh, Simon, uh, Martinez Grania, Carlitos and Maik Malki got the goals for them with Leandre having one, scored in the first one actually for Kifisia. Um, what can you say about Lamia? They're uh, pushing away there. They're just outside the top six. So uh, they're doing good things Um I guess, you know, as a club there, it just depends if they can sustain it for a little bit longer and even crack into that six where um, would be a massive, um, I would say, overachievement for the club or whatever. They're, they're a bit of a yo-yo team, but um, look, good on them. See how they're going. Um, but today, of course, two nil winners away from home over Pasianina. Uh, Betancourt got the goals in the 11th and 16th minute for the away team there. Um Pasianina still struggling there, still can't uh, do anything right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happening at that club there. Um, Orfi, 1-0 winners over Panetolikos. Luis Felipe in the 28th minute got the penalty for the <clears throat> for the home side, for the Credence, and uh, that was the difference there. So, um, Orfi slowly getting a few results, giving themselves a little bit of a gap between 10th and 11th spot as well from Panetoli course there. So, um, I don't know, Stephen, the, the Credans are a bit of a Warriors side and obviously they didn't they didn't get the result in the Cup as well, which we'll talk about soon. Um, I don't know what to think of that team, Steve. What do you... Um, well, the, the, they've gone three games without a loss, so that's something. And as you said, they got a win against Banadoligos, who they're who are six points behind them now, as it stands in the table. It's it's just a disappointment on their part because they they, they they're starting to do the opposite of what they always do. They they always start badly, then they start to improve, but too little, too late. Now it's just they started really well, and it all once again it looks sadly like Ovi aren't going to really push for. For sixth place, oh, they and get into the playoff six, places now. Yeah, I think I think their seasons. I, I think not seasons done, but I think they they if they should be building for next year. Put it that way. Um, Bulk continuing on their merry ways, thumping Volos five one away from home. Um, Despotov in the twenty second and fifty first minute got some goals. Merg in between got a goal just before half time. Tyson and Simas got, got goals for Bulk, uh, and the lone goal for Volos was from Deletek. Um, high flying and, and thumping teams left, right, and centre. Bulk. Um, it's just, yeah, don't know. We, we, what can we say? Like, yeah, anyone? <laughs> they're, they're just, they're yeah, they, they they play the best football at the moment. <clears throat> that Stefano Simas getting a goal is just testament to them once again giving youth players a chance. 
they're imp- I know it's Volos who are pretty bad, but they're Balka just impressive. And that that we we I think Nick said it, even though they lost to Aris a few weeks ago, it didn't really affect them. They've just shook that off and they've continued on their mm. merry way. They have yeah. a big test against Banathanagos at Dumbas with still no fans. So that's a big that's a big really a gauge as to where they are against the big boys at the moment. Um but yeah, Balk just continues to look like the best team in the league at the moment, mm. based, based on form and general performances too. Yep, no, that's they're, they're, they're absolutely flying there. So, <clears throat> pardon me, good on them there. Um, Nico, your side, Pathnakos, 2 0 winners over Asteras. Um, goals to Aitor and Yedva um, in the 50th and 74th minute, and a red card to. Um, uh, to the away side um, late in the game there, but that didn't change the result. Um, I mean, we'll talk about this game before we go into the cup match, uh, which obviously didn't go your way, but how did you see this match? It's funny now that if you'd asked me uh, even a couple of hours ago, it, yeah. not I'd say something different, but the, they, like, we, we seen this game particularly, we... We were down to bare bones. We had like I think the 11, 12 injuries, whatever it was, we, with players missing. So I think we, I think it was eleven or twelve with suspensions. That that was, Asteras didn't. They had one chance from memory. That Atromitos did to us what Asteras should have done is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It, it two nil and it it was comfortable. Something I didn't expect. I expected a, a really hard game against them, and it was very very surprisingly much easier than what I thought. An academic. We, yeah, we look, controlled the game. New, I know. I know the goals didn't come in the first half, but when, when we got the first, it was yeah. We got the second. Then when we got the second, it was it was all but done. I thought in this one uh, was my man of the match. Uh, goal and an assist. Yeah, he and again he scored this morning in the in the cup uh, first leg. So hopefully he's back now and he goes on a nice run. Now I thought came on the twenty seventh minute for Verbich. What what? Um, yeah, injured, injured. Yeah, we, we've got a... Sporar injured for now a couple, like a, I think two weeks, three weeks. Vedic the same two to three weeks. Teddy might hopefully be back in the next week or so. Forty made his return this morning off the bench. Yeah, uh, so hopefully he'll start up up at Tumba. Uh, who else have we got out at the moment? Um, we, we've yeah, we've got a, obviously Magnuson's a, a long term. He's not going to play again this year. Palmer Brown, the mystery man. Um, yeah, uh, one guard was, was serving. I think that was the game. I can't keep up with all these games. He was serving his suspension from memory in that game. We just, just players left right, just cobbled the team together basically. Like Judy yeah. thinks who's no presence up front played as the center forward. Yeah. It's uh, just good to get the win any means possible. And it, we're seeing what that team's done. He's, able, he's been able to get the best out of the maligned players. And one of them is Yedvay, who's scored in back-to-back league games now with headers. And he's slowly turning a corner now. Yeah, oh, fair enough, yeah. Good win for them. But, um, yeah, look, he picked up some players in between uh, the matches. Um, and we'll, we'll get into that when we wrap up the Greek Cup. Steve. Olympiakos, 2-1 winners away from home over Aris. Uh, Fran Navarro and Rodini got the goals in the 17th and 21st minute. Uh, an own goal to Guinea in the 91st minute kind of put a bit of jitters through us fans. Um, but overall, this uh, was a complete domination, I would say. Um, well, not complete domination, but, you know, 
a comfortable win for um, the away side Olympiacos and in a, at a tricky match against a tricky opponent. This match was important for a, a this win. Sorry, George was important for a, a numerous reasons. One, as you said, the performance for the most part was good. Played some good football. We were the better side. Aris, to be fair to them, uncharacteristically not themselves, but we took full advantage of that. And we were definitely uh, good for our win. Gelson Martins has come and hit the ground running. He's looking really impressive. Fran Navarro getting a goal is great too. Rodine, man of the match, because he got a goal, the, the assist for Navarro and scored the penalty. His penalty taking is very good. So very, very pleased with him overall. And, and, um, I, I would say that the, the problems that we're still seeing at the moment is that second half, we tail away a little bit and not really finishing off games, um, especially against better opponents like Aris. The substitutions from Carvajal are still not great. Some I, of the don't players that, I don't understand them. That, yeah, there's no logic behind some of the, tr the, the, the substitutions he made. When you, the one that killed me the most was you putting on Fortunis in the eighty, like in in the last minute, few minutes. Like, what what are we trying to do there? Like, that doesn't even make sense. A substitution. Bring him on in like the sixtieth or seventieth minute, or so he has like. Y'all just don't bring him on. And and but that's what I will give him credit for. Uh, another another positive, Fortunis and Podence, who have been playing a lot and are looking. But Fortunis not so much as much as Podence, but they're both looking a little bit tired, worse for wear. And so he, they needed a rest. And so it was good to see the team play as a team without Fortunis being there, because we've seen in games without Fortunis that we've been so lacking in, in any creativity and are so reliant on him that it was great to see the team, especially with Alexandropoulos playing in midfield. He was just running the show in midfield and he was doing a great job there. So that was another big uh, positive for the team that they they went out there and they played well, despite the fact our best player was on the bench. And I, I'm not worried that he was on the bench either. Some people were worried about it. I think he played 120 minutes against Panathinaikos or near enough so, and he needed to rest. So yeah. I'm not worried yeah. about that. Look, look it's, it, it's always... Look, there's always the element of worry when your best player and your linchpin is on the bench, but... I think, like you were saying earlier on, the the coach cleared it up, just saying these guys need a little bit of a break. Um, and it also gives opportunities for others to step up in the side now and, and, and show what their worth is um, um, to the team and to the club. So it's it's a double-edged sword there. There's, there's some good points to it, and it gives, it gives you know, guys an opportunity to have a break and all that there um, going into the match. So, look, 2-1 winners. Um, Artis were kept to one shot on target and no shots off target all game there. Um, you know, possession was quite equal. So, look, I thought it was a, I thought it was an amazing um, display. And, and you you talked about um, Artis being off the ball. I think we contributed to that um, hmm. from the get-go. And we just we suffocated them a little bit and, and didn't allow them to play their game and took the game to them. I mean, the two early goals as well obviously makes things uh, more comfortable for us. But um, yeah, you got to you got to still get those goals. One of the things though, that I, that uh, get your opinion on, Steve, before we move on to the next game, um, Rodney taking the penalty. You know, <laughs> with it, usually you got one of your, your your midfielders or your striker wanting to take the penalty there. So it was an interesting one post um, the penalty shootout against Spartan course where generally you've got your strikers wanting or your, your attacking um, mm. guys wanting to take it. So um, I don't know. Do, am I reading too much into it? Um, 
I don't know. I mean, he scored his penalty fine against Banathanaigos, yeah. and I think he, I think he is good at penalties from if from what I can recall. Generally, oh, that's what he's yeah. good at doing, and he's got the technique. So, yeah, I'm not worried. I think that was just a good confidence booster for him and the team. What what I will also say is though, George, another kind of criticism of the of the team. Just can we please just see out games without but like squeaky bum time moments like again like guinea just no communication with Pascal laggies and that's why he scored the own goal and you know if aris had been more on it we very well could have thrown that game away as we have a few times in the last couple of seasons particularly against aris in certain games as well last season so i uh, thank goodness we saw it out and we were the better team but i wish we'd scored the third or not conceded the goal to put them back into the game late on because that yep. really is so stressful yep. for yep. me particularly no i think it's for all fans just you know the the lack of um not faith but yeah i guess you could maybe maybe it is faith who knows the lack of something that we just we need that full time we'll sort of go before we can fully relax about a result mm. so um yeah that good results uh, away from home against a strong side which puts us um Good place there. Great to see as well. Um, Carvalho playing after the um, uh, after his penalty miss um, as well, um, and doing a fine job. So, um, look, good positive signs in that match yeah. there. Um, we're waiting for Greg to come on today. Unfortunately, to give us his wrap on um, the thumping five nil win for his side, Ake, but it doesn't look like that he's going to be on at this stage. So um, I'll run it through there. So Ake had a five nil win over Atromitos. Uh, Ponce got a hat trick in the second, fifteenth, and sixty and fifty eighth minute. Uh, Callens in the thirty fifth minute, and Johnson in the sixty sixth minute got the goals there. So. Massive win over Atromitos, um, who have been killing it of lately. Um, he did leave me some notes here, Greg, so I'll, I'll read it out for him there. The bounce back um, at Betisteri was best possible bounce back. Also, Ponce scoring three goals, that's much needed. Hoping for some more signings in the break, but doesn't look good. Should mention Stavros Bilios, left back, 23-year-old, very good indeed, and he hopes to see more of him. Um, I guess in – and I'll go to you here, Nico. They get pumped 5-0. You're obviously looking at that. Obviously, the team pumped, is looking at that result against um, Atromitos going into the cup match as well. How do you – like, do you think there was a bit of – Actually, we'll, we'll separate that a little bit there. Aik doing a job on Atromitos after the, you know, after that they've, you know, kind of, um, I thought was going to bring that club down, but it obviously hasn't. And we'll, again, we'll discuss no, that no in the Cup there. Yeah, so, no way. Um, they've, Atromitos, that was their first loss since October. That's right. And it wasn't just a loss, it was a pumping. So, um, yeah, but that's what I mean. It's one of those, everyone has those off days. So that's those, what I mean. Yeah. yeah, so um, I think it was a good result for AIC as well, just to get their, their season back on track there and start playing the type of football that they, you know, that we all know that they can play as well. So thumping result for um for AIC in that little mini um Athenian derby there. Um, and then we'll move on to the table. So Bulk sitting on top on 44 points. Bathnaikos equal first on 44 points. AIC just under there on 42. Olympiacos 38. 
Uh, Aris, 30 points. And Asteras wrap up the top six on 26 points. Lamia, seven spot on 24. Atromitos, 23. Panseraikos, 21. Ofi, 20. Panetolikos, 14. Volos, 14. Pasianina, 12. And Kifisia, 12 points there. Um, quick look at the um, fixtures coming up for the Super League before we go into the Greek Cup. So Panetolikos host Lamia, Panseraikos host Volos, Kifisia host Aris. Um, Aik Athens are hosting Ofi, Asteras Atromitos, Olympiakos Pass, and the huge match is Pauk versus Panetolikos. Um, so that will be a massive match that will um, could shape a lot of the way the, the you know this post this first part of the season goes. Moving on to Greek Cup, we have here. Where am I? I've lost my. Uh, there we go. Aris. Okay. Yeah, Aris. Aris won three, yeah. Nil. three nil over mm. Niki Volu. Yeah, yeah. So Darida. Um, and Suleiman, I've got the goals that either in the 58th minute and the 93rd minute and the 96th minute. So it was 1-0 up until injury time for Aris, but then Nicky Volos copped the uh, Nicky Volos, sorry, copped the copped a couple of late goals. So that's pretty much game over for them. I don't think they're going to do anything in the return leg there. And your match here, Nicol, the big match of uh, the Greek Cup so far. Parthenikos 1, Atromitos 2. Aitor opened up the scoring in the 11th minute and Jelski pulled one back in the 25th and Yubitana in the 42nd minute. Now, the, this was the first game where your huge signing, Bacasetas, also made his debut. What happened? What happened, I think... Well, look, but not that we underestimated Atromitos. As, as I said earlier, they did to us because we've still got, like, we've got players returning now. So, Forti was able to come in off the bench. We've got center halves again and all that. But when you've got, like, for example, Zuri sits up front. And in this game, we lacked that focal point up front until Forti came on. And you, you could really tell. Before he came on, when we were 2-1 down, you're thinking, what, what, what are we going to do to trouble them? We need, like, a point of difference here. There's nothing to really give their centre-backs anything to think about. And we had corner after corner after corner, and we kept pumping it into the box every time and no variation on them. And nine times out of ten, basically, they, they were winning them. They were winning the corners. They had the height on us. They they came to Leoforos with a game plan, and they executed it. When I, what I mean by that is sit back. We, we know, They knew that we were going to control the game and attack the game, and they couldn't stop us at doing that, which we did control the game to our credit. But when we do that, we leave space in behind and they made the most of their chances. A lot of controversy uh, on their first goal, which looked offside and got given, but we're not here to blame referees. We, we have to turn it around in the second leg. It's only half time. Um, you could tell that Dragovski got his debut between the, the posts. Um, Vitor Hugo, a new, new signing centre-back, uh, came in with Akaidin. You could tell that and played together before. The two centre backs, you, you you could tell it was it was a bit off there. Um, look, not panic stations yet. We're only half time in this one, as I said. We've got to turn it around at Betty Steady, but that's going to be bloody hard. It's going to be huge. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's going to be super one of the hard. Things, one of the I things expected that... a hard game in this one. Yeah, well, yeah, without a doubt. I, I thought well, you could I, get I, a draw I, in this I, one. To be honest, I didn't know what whatever we can get in the next one. Yep. I, I, I thought in one eye, and that's what it was, I think, for us. You asked sort of what went wrong. We got that goal, the first goal in the 11th, and it, 
not complacency was like a nigh to, to the, the derby of the top of the ladder, first of a second. Mm. Yeah, I think the players sort of shifted focus to that, which it's inevitable, really. It's such a, as you said, it's such a huge game for, for both sides. It's only natural. It, it's more that's much more important because we've got a second chance to to reverse what happened today. Yeah. So look, there's two things here that you know. Obviously, you know, you got that big game coming up against um, uh, Falk. Obviously, top of the top of the league match. Also, there though, up. on this game that we didn't mention, I'm not sure if you saw. Yeah, I knew this missed the 90, 91st, 92nd, whatever it was. Oh, so he missed a penalty. So we got given a penalty late on, like 88th, 89th minute. He could not have taken a worse penalty in his life. I, I just put it down. He's got to get that out of his system. First game back after missing a few. He should have just blasted it with power because the keeper like looked like he committed. Instead, he tried that those fancy sort of cheap finishes and he got – it was actually a double save from Sindodas. Yeah. Who was probably the man of the match in this game? Oh, I knew this coming back from injury. I, I, I would have, I would have started. I, I, would have, I would, I would have started him. I would have started nah. him with Bacasetas. He was rushed. He was rushed back for this one. So his start, his return date was more so the bulk game. So this was just to get some minutes in his legs for that game. Okay. I, I was shocked. Yeah. To be honest, I was shocked Bacasetas started in this one. Was I thought Bacasetas would have come on and just played 15, 20 minutes in this. Oh, look, I think. I think it was. A, he had a good debut. Solid. I think, a, I think it was a good. I think it was a good game for him to to make his debut in. I mean, look, you, 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 you look at it uh, in a couple of ways here, right, Nico? Where Atromitos got pumped just before the, against Ajax just recently, and then they go down one nil, and then they go down within the first ten minutes one nil, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, what's going to happen here? Credit to them, they pulled it back there. So. Was it a little bit of complacency from you guys? Was it a little bit of uh, or one eye on the other game? Was it Atromitos sticking to themselves? Well, we can't we can't lose two games in a row and get get thumped here. Um, that high pre- that high line style game that you guys talk about that you play, it, um, that. you know, is that going to hurt you long term? Because if you're getting done against uh, lesser you know. opponents, yeah. I'm I'm happy if we stick with it and persist with it, and we just have to get better at it. I think the big litmus test no is going to be bulk. Yeah. On that, on on how that system works, and because... we'll go up there and, and try control the game. We will. Mm. And yes. we've got, as we said, we've got guys returning now. Um, Forty will start in that one. Mancini will start on one wing. The other wing probably I thought we've got you know, Bacaseta just behind Forty. There are options now to, to give us that, that extra bit that we're missing in the last couple few weeks yeah. in the finals. Yeah. It's, as you said, it's what we do just behind. We, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, yeah. Look, it's an interesting time ahead, yeah. Look, uh, overall on the cup, though, it's uh, it's funny you say all this because our, our schedule for the month of February came out. So we've got you guys at home behind closed doors early Feb. We've also got artists at home. There are two games against Bulk if we get through in the Cup. It's another huge month, provided we get past Atromitos next week. What I was going to say, though, on that, we're on that side of the draw. So whoever won last week, us or you guys, that hard side of the draw with Bulk, where we'll meet them if we get in, if we get through in a semi-final. Artis, my point was more so about Artis. Artis, on the other hand, have a clear path to the final. They'll never get a clearer path than this. Yeah, well, or Offy essentially or, or, in a semi final, yeah. it looks like. Okay, so it could be uh, Aris versus Tromitos, eh? <laughs> or well, we imagine it could, it, it could be Paul Aris. 
could be Paul Cardiff at in an empty stadium. You don't know. You, yeah, you could. Let, let's see. Um, for us, let's say again. I keep saying it. Let's get past the Tromitos first. If we get in, the last time we did the double, we won the cup game. We won was against Aris in the final. Yeah. Oh, long. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of. With the Greek Cup as well, they said all these matches were kind back of to back pre- to back to back, and they were preset from ages ago. Remember, it was just like this is this is the draw and this is how it's going to go. So it was almost kind of comical the way it was uh, kind of produced. But anyway, mm-hmm. we'll see how it all pans out. There was what, one. When's the final? The finals in May. That's oh, we were just saying before recording. <laughs> Steve that was looking for. I it. We, they they said at the beginning of the season that they were going to sit down and they were going to do everything in advance and get the final venue sorted. I looked up today. Looked it up today. As far as I'm aware, there isn't a nah. venue for the final again. Nah, well, not only that, that yeah, no, I've if they if yeah, well, you guys confirmed that if they had sorted anything, I definitely missed it. But what I'm trying to say is, we're only in January. Why are we trying to rush through all these fixtures in January when we got until May? I think they um because it was Rezili uh, the last couple of years where they they couldn't figure out who's going to play in, in what so I got a feeling that once they get to the, and they kind of know who's going to be in the final. Ah, uh, Aris, honestly, yeah, yeah, as well, you that, said, Aris so, have one so, foot in it. So I think they look at it and they're like, all right, Aris has a foot in it, and either Pathnake or Slopalka are going to be in the final, so we're going to need a big stadium and extra security. Whereas if it was if everyone just knocked over each other and end up being Orfi versus, I don't know, whoever, Panetolikos, for instance, or whatever, well, they can't because they're playing each other. But you know Atromitos, what I mean? If, yeah. Atromitos, then they can, like, all right, you know, we can play the game in Crete or we can play the game in, uh, you know, Akaraskakis or something like that, if you know what I mean. So yeah. I, think, I think in a way they're looking at getting all the games done now so then they can figure out where they're going to play the game or like what they've done the other year, try to bastardize it and sell the yeah. final off to someone. Another point on Artis. Again, with the cup, they they sit in the league in fifth. That would would that get them a European place next I season? I don't think it does. This I don't season. think it does. Last no. season it did. Let me double last check. Last season it did exactly. No. But but what I was going to say, if they win the cup, that doesn't just get them conference. I'm pretty sure that gets them to Europa League. I'll have a look. Yeah. I'll have to double check that. So. That would get them at so that would be an order that would be a kind That's of like how big a, it is for Friday, see this cup now. And that would would that mean we get the five teams? Or does that mean they just take one of the spots? No, no take, they I would imagine they take the spots. I think no, I think they I think they give it I think they give it an extra space now. It used to be the case where like a cup side would take uh, a place, but I'm pretty sure they're increasing it's... the number of teams. Yeah, because it's like in the Premier League. If if a team outside of the top six or top seven or whatever wins the League Cup or the FA Cup, then the places will just drop down deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah, it wasn't oh, like Wigan or something yeah, that are right. playing yeah. in Europe and they got relegated or something. Yeah, they were relegated, that. but they played in the Europa League, yeah, because yeah. they won the FA Cup. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. I, I remember that, yeah. Anyway, we'll see. The other cup match, Ofi had a, a host of Panetolikos and they went down um, 2-1. Uh, they, uh, Pedro for Panetolikos opened up the scoring in the 19th minute. Bakic in the 47th minute um, equalised. And Karelis, deep into injury time, 94th minute, uh, got the goal that took the, that took the game for, uh, for Panetolikos. So they will... Um, be bouncing and Orphe will be upset about that result and see how they go and see if they can reverse that uh, 
that tie there. So next week, I think, is the return legs, right? Next week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Next, next week, week. And next week, Bulk also plays their second leg, I believe. Yes. They've already got one foot into They've the semis anyway. That's yeah. right, from last week. Yeah. Um, we'll go to the transfers and we'll start with um, we'll start with Olympiacos, Steve. They're mm. um, like anything. They've been extremely busy in this window. Um, uh, Kugias made some comments about, you know, fixing the wrongs of, of the past. Um Interesting comments. Uh, some of them I agree with. Some of them I think are just him making, um, you know, jumping up and down and just wanting to be heard. Um, I do agree with the thing that he goes. We need more Greeks in the in the dressing room. We need that. So that that's that's an interesting one there. Um, but we're not signing any Greeks, Steve. So um, yeah. Well, no, and and to be fair, this season we have had at least four or five Greeks in the starting lineup consistently. We, yes, whereas we have. in previous seasons, you it wouldn't be it wouldn't be um it would be fairly normal to see maybe one at, or mm-hmm. two at most. Sometimes none. There were genuinely times, and again, this isn't a criticism of Pedro Martins at all, but there were times where we'd start out with no Greeks in the in the starting lineup. Yeah. And yep. that's because we didn't have good quality Greeks or mm. they were injured, like in the case of Fortunis, or they weren't getting played in the case of Fortunis. But now, we, we, you know, Retsos is there, Baskalakis, Adoi, Fortunis, Masura. So, you know, we have a good Greek core there now. Mm. But I, I think we just need, now we just need to have good quality foreigners. And I, I say this, I've said this every summer for the last few summers, despite the fact a lot of our transfers have been flops. The players that we're bringing in now do look decent. Yes. Navarro looks good up front. He's had a good start. Um, Gelson Martins, I know he's had his injury problems, but he's started pretty well. And even the centre-backs we're linked with, um, Rodriguez, who is basically coming, and same with David. Um, I've been tweeting about him for like five days and saying he's coming and he hasn't been coming. Um, that's it. David, uh, David Carmo, he's pretty yeah. decent. Like, hopefully these guys work out and... Yeah, hopefully it's quality over quantity as too. Uh, too, because I was saying to you before we started recording, I feel like we just we just need maybe one more player, whether that be a number six or. And I know they're linked with a couple of wingers. Bring in one more player. Don't bring in five more players before the window shuts. We 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 we're bringing in just about the right amount of players. And January's we're not normally that busy in January, but because of the season we've had, Olympiagos just going whole hat whole ham with the new sporting director. So. Yeah, let's see how they work out. Hopefully, they the, do. The one thing here that with all these signings is we're, we're essentially going to be having two squads: uh, a European and a league squad. Now that all depends again on how deep we go into Europe. But is that a good thing? Right now, I would say so. And if I, I mean, I, I think someone, someone who I follow on Twitter posted how many players we've had in the last two seasons. It's crazy how many players that we are a, 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 saying that we're a revolving door is an understatement at Olympiagos. we are we've gone through managers we've gone through players we're now even going through sporting directors you know because Antonio Cordon he might be he might have been going to bet Real Betis again or he might be the in charge of the conglomerate of Marinakis clubs but but I'm I like I said I hope that the players that are coming in also include players leaving. So Nicholas Fry is already gone. Jackson Perozo is supposedly leaving. There's a couple of other players who might go out on loan or not, not be here beyond the season. Because I also think that 
um, Pedro Alves, the sporting director, is building for the summer as well. He's building for next season as well as bringing oh, yeah. in players for now. And I so, think, and I think he's built. Yeah, he's building for next, and I don't necessarily think he's building with. I don't know if these are the coaches. The coach wants these players. I mean, we've been linked with David Carmel last window. Every like we've been linked with him for the last few windows. I feel. Yep, and and his his buyout clause is way too much for Olympiagos to to spend for on one player. So yep. I don't think we'll be signing him permanently. But also, like I said, uh, Chiquinho's is come in. He looks decent. Horta came in and, and very specifically said that he came because of Carvajal. So there'll be a couple of players, but he's on loan as well. He he's I think his buy option is quite high as well. So we won't be signing him. But there are players in there that you can tell are there, like uh, who have who have been brought in because they are there, not just to try and finish strong this season, but next season, whether Carvajal is there or not, they are the players who are going to be part of the main setup yep. for whoever is in charge yep. come the pre come preseason. No, no. So look, it it, it there's. There's a lot to take in. Um, like the last window, I've stopped looking at stuff. <laughs> I, I look at, I, like I said, I think I said this to you at the start of the season. I click on your Twitter account because we're in different time zones. I look at, you know, what you said. I'm like, all right, we're linked with this guy again. Ah, oh, okay, yep, 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 and then I just switch off <laughs> because I, can't, I can't deal with. I'm, it. I'm really trying to do quality over quantity, unlike in the summer. In the summer, anyone, it. anyone who's like interested in going to Olympiagos, I was like, right, I'm getting on I this. Whereas this it. time, I've been like, yeah. unless some, unless the mainstream media have said something and it looks credible, then I'm like, okay, I'll jump yeah, on Yeah, well, Whereas Fabrizio, some, you're, you're, you're quoting Fabrizio a lot. So, um, yeah, well, been, for, how good listen, is that? He's yeah. been loving Olympiagos today. He, he has, like, I'm he? very pleased. Yeah. I'm very pleased how much he's been tweeting about Olympiagos. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, just lastly as well, and before we go to uh, Nico with Nathan A, of course, um, we picked up this young kid, or we're going to pick up this young kid, Nathan Abbey from Reading, under 21, 23, England International. Um, he's going to come and play for the B side, but I believe it's more of a maybe a uh, way to circumvent FFP for Nottingham Forest. So I don't know if he's part of Olympia Courses long-term plans or he's just here with us now uh, to kick around in a B team before he moves back to the UK with um, with Forest. So um, that's what I've been hearing. Highly rated. Um, yes. Yeah. He seems like a good prospect Luton Town wanted him hence why Nottingham Forest um well he was meant to be going to Forest but and, and Luton Town was competing for him but then he went to Olympiagos clearly the understanding with him will be that he plays with either he pretty gets either he gets a couple of minutes with us or with the B team for a little bit mm. then he goes to Nottingham Forest and that's how they dodge FFP because they are currently it, um... um they're currently in a bit of an FFP spat where they might get docked points um so who knows let's see who knows yeah like, or, or every other club in in the i'm not a forest fan putting it out there i don't really care for that club um but it's interesting how you always see about the epl stuff and you got your man cities your chelsea's and all those clubs yeah they're never in ffp trouble and if they own ffp trouble it literally comes and goes like that oh there's 150 you know uh legitimate fines against man city going back for the last 10 years nothing <laughs> but then you got these clubs like, exactly but then you got clubs like everton and forest good proper traditional English clubs that are never going to yeah. be able to compete with Man City's and all that. And they're just getting absolutely destroyed by FFP. So you just... Well, even you... Newcastle who have been like... Everton, you can kind of 
argue that they have breached FFP because they have massively spent above their means. They got, have, it's, the stadium's going to set them up. Oh, like, God, yeah. COVID in there. That, that's what I don't get. It, it's designed to, to protect those six clubs. But, but also, but also, Nick, that the law is outdated because when they came up with this, I think hundred million pound barrier in twenty thirteen, that was ten years ago, and so now because of inflation, hundred million is going to be like more like two hundred, three hundred mil. So yeah. really, they should be updating that law every decade or so because there are clubs like Newcastle, who I, I know they're owned by the Saudis and stuff, but they're actually not doing anything wrong, but they are close to breaching FFP. Yeah. And they're not overspending. They're actually you spending know, within their means. So they and they want to spend more. They want to break that. Exactly. They want it, but they can't. They want yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. But but how does Man City do that? Because, because they the laws the were in place beforehand. They, yeah. With the they were allowed to. They were allowed yep. to become a bigger yep. club and spend more money before the limitations Time. were put yep. in. And so now they count as a bigger club that can spend that. Oh, like that. that they, their means are more. And their maximum for spending is more than other clubs. Mm. So they it, got in just before the rule change. It, it, it garbage, much. you know. Yeah. When Forest it, was winning European Cups, where was City? Exactly. What division were they? Yeah, second division. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it all it's all just. Well, you got QPR right, the team that I support, and they're still they're still dealing with FFP from 10, 11 years ago, right? Yeah. And and they they're having to name stands even harder in the championship. They're, they're clubs, named, they're, they're just randomly, we've we've randomly named stands and and done all these little weird yeah. sponsorship deals that didn't make sense. And the sponsors were basically the owners, just like, all right, we're going to name this stand the car wash stand or whatever. Like these weird companies that were coming in and just pumping in money. And all that was doing is just to second, just to make sure that we got the FFP wolf off the door. It's it's a joke. I, I don't know what this FFP Malakia is. It's, um, it's to protect six clubs. And apparently it's in Greece as well, but fuck, <laughs> like... Well, because I remember Olympia, of course, had FFP troubles, but yeah, I don't know. Then we, the, you know... the difference is though, the difference is though, George, it won't be Ebor or the Super League that crack down on them. It'll be UEFA, and UEFA's FFP laws are harsh. Mm. Uh, we we could get banned from Europe if we overspend or if we're bar- like spending above our means massively, but. Let's see. I don't know. I'm, well, I, that's is, the other reason why I don't it, want to bring too many players in. Or, this is when, why. Yeah. This is why you got owners, and we we're talking about this yesterday as well um, with Nickel. This is why you've got owners like Marinakis who buys clubs and clubs and clubs because that's how you know. And this is why you've got the the you know the city group and all that where they just buy clubs and then they just transfer players within clubs and all that. And I, I dare say this is exactly what Marinakis is doing, um, just to work around it, do a bit of a work around to get. Um, you know, to get players into clubs that he wants and in there. So, look, anyway, we'll see how that goes there. Nico, your team, Bath Night Course, super busy in the window, but picking up... Uh, Unbelievable. We uh, we made a joke uh, the other day that uh, it took uh, your owner to bring a Turco in to get the Greek feel back at your club. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, like you, you've back done... Back with some- a bang. You've done some good business, man. Are you um? Are you happy? I'm what's over the, the moon. What What's the rumors anymore? There's more. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm over. Let, let's just start on on the elephant in the room, and that's the ethnic captain Tasos Bakasetas mm-hmm. uh, has signed a what was it three year deal, three and a half year deal with Panathinaikos. That, that's what, what, what's the rumored wage? Two mil. One one and a half. One, one and a half. half. Uh, per season. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Per season. That's Great true. money to come. He's not from Athens, but he's not that far away. His hometown's not that far away from Athens, so it's drivable. But what I'm trying to say is to come back to 
back home essentially on, on that money at age 30 when you still got a few good years left in you. Phenomenal. Good on oh, he's, him. He's at the good peak of his him. career right now. Yeah, and good on yeah. the, the club as well because he made it very clear in his opening press conference that I joined the club that wanted me the most. And he said that three or four times in about 10 minutes. Mm. The club that sold the vision and then tried the hardest to get me. Is that a a slice sort of dig at Besiktas and Fernando Santos who were linked with him? I don't know. I don't know. We'll, yeah. We'll, time, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Mean, but... like, and another thing, like, how, what's he going to do? Like, he was over, he was over there in, in the Turkish league, and he, was he said he his, wanted a new challenge. Yeah, he was playing for his second Turkish club. What was he just going to bounce around that league? Like, you know, if, if there's a certain like, he, he he had done what he needed to do over there, and I think he had hit his ceiling over there. So coming back to Greece. I think coming back to Parthenay, of course, that could be like a like a type of circuit breaker type signing. Um, In terms of signings, yeah. Well, I'll ask you guys as well. This is our biggest signing since since when? Sebastian Let. Bigger signing than Berg because Berg was he wasn't a no name, but. Back then, his career, he had a couple of bad years as well, sort of at that crossroads period. You know, it, it's like a bigger signing than uh, I, I don't think he's yeah, a bigger no, signing not, as Cissé. No, no. Sebastian but Leto was one that yeah, kind of... Um, since that era. That kind of made a, I'd a say lot so. of noise. Yeah. Um, since that Gilberto Silva, Cissé, Leto era, when yeah. Garaguni was there. Yeah. yeah. I think I think just because he's the ethnic captain as well, and... That's just such a big statement signing for Banathanagos to bring him in, especially at a good time when he, like you said, George, he's at the peak of his powers. Teams from Italy were supposedly after him as well at some point. And so it's good on him that he's come back to Banathanagos and that that signing steps you up a level and hope, well, as an Olympiagos, I wouldn't say hopefully, but you know, you would, you guys would hope that he's do yeah. he can be played in the same way as how Gus Poyet has managed to utilize him for the, for the national team. And and he can be just as useful there as he is for for the ethnic gear. I think personally, 40, as well. with forty that link up now. Yes, and that, that's what I was going to say. That's I, I want to see that. I want to see that combination. As a, as an ethnic gear fan, I want to see. Yeah, it's massive. Uh, as a rival of you guys, I want to see the foul. So it, it's like <laughs> imagine this, um, me. Imagine me. How badly it, I want to see a flourish in our club and country. It, it's like. Um, yeah, it, it's hard because I want obviously, I obviously want to see Greece do well. So, and if they're doing well for their club, then they're doing well for uh, the ethnic hopefully. But you know, look, it's a big signing. It's a big, it's a big statement signing there. Um, it's going it, to make the rest, the rest sit up and take notice of us. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Your your owner, he's opening up the checkbook um, because these these are the types of wages you got. That centre back as well, and he's on apparently two million. Uh, no, uh, no, no. It was a you Serbian guys guy. just alone signing no, with an no. option to buy. I was going to get to the Serb. Yeah. So we've we've also agreed. So aside from Bakasetas, we've mm-hmm. also agreed to sign uh, Neman- what's his name, Nemanja ne- Maksimovic. Yes. Nemanja. Yeah. yeah well, Maksimovic uh, is the surname. So from Getafe, he's a 28-year-old uh, centre mid. Played five, six years straight of La Liga. Serbian international started all their World Cup games in the most recent World Cup as well. Plays a lot of minutes in the Spanish top flight every season, year in, year out. For me, this is the – not the – how do I say this? Not, not in a bigger signing than Bacasetas in terms of it's more underrated that this is what we need. This is what's going to allow the guys like Bacasetas to flourish. It's a big exposure. Which guys going to sit behind them? It's, it's a big exposure signing for the rest of Europe because a lot of these, you know, like for whatever reason – 
a lot of these Serbian guys always are getting picked up by big clubs, big clubs, big clubs in big leagues yeah. and all that. So when you start seeing these like bona fide Serbian internationals, not peripheral players, but bona fide internationals that are coming and playing for for Greek clubs like Panathinaikos, it goes back to that era like you were talking about where the those good players are coming to Greece instead of at the peak of their careers as opposed to coming to Greece later on in their career as well. So what that does is it opens the eyes for some other Serbian internationals that might be kicking around in the EPL or something. Well, you know, like, and they're like, Funny oh, you well, say that. well, if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. And that's what was happening back in the day when you were getting your Jabril Cissés, when you were getting your, um, um, you know, your Sebastian Leto, well, Leto was in Greece, but you know what I mean? When you were getting your Melbergs coming to, to Olympia, of course, um, and all these high-profile guys, your Rivaldos, they were coming there because they were seeing um, what was happening before them. And they're like, well, this is, this is a good league. This guy's so coming you, here. So. And so you hope that's a chain reaction whereby if all of the big boys are getting better pl- individual players, that will get the smaller clubs better individual players and make the league a better quality. And like further down the line, that might make the bigger clubs more competitive in Europe as well because they'll have more high-caliber players who can compete in Europe and then... That's how the league slowly improves. So if that if that chain reaction happens, it's it's positive for Greek football that we're seeing these big names coming. The, the the selling point for guys like that, right? Lifestyle. Lifestyle. But I'm more interested to know what's what was the selling point for? Let, let's just go for Bakasetas, for instance, because well, he's he's made forty, potentially captain of the club, maybe as of next season. He gets to the, come back. The big home. one. He'll be, he'll be captain. Yeah. He, Who's your yeah, captain well, now? He, Who's he your addressed, captain now? It's a question mark. Okay, so he'll be... But I this war at one point in this game this morning. So that I says before, it all. I reckon before the end of the season, he'll be wearing the captain's armband. Without I agree with you. Yeah. I think I think much sooner, yeah. my opinion anyway. Yeah. Um, I- Interesting, though, to note with this Maximovic signing, we won't... It wasn't just us. We are competing with Olympiakos for this signing, who went in hard for him, who trumped our offer. So he's on. He's going to be getting $2 million a year with us. He's going to be getting paid even more than Baka said us. Mm. So Olympiakos came in with an even even bigger offer than that, and it took the Serbian Serbian internationals we have to to get it over the line. Yeah, well, yeah, and also yeah. Pauk was interested in this player a, a while back as well. So it's funny how the Greek clubs are in the same market, and it seems well, to be a recurring theme with Pauk and us. It's probably they, they got that centre back it's, that we missed. It's, it's probably the agents, man. Like the it's, agents yeah, are working. Yeah. yeah, the agents are working. Uh, you know. The, the Greek league and they're just pushing them to the big clubs and they're saying, look, do you need a number six? Do you need a number seven? Do you need a number eight? Do you need a whatever? Here it is. Who can who can buy them? And then it's up to the player. The player's like, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in coming to Greece. And then, like you said, you've got your Serbian internationals within the club that are pushing the idea to them. Um, With Bakaseta, going back to him quickly, what, what you said, what got him, what sparked his interest to come to us, he said it. He addressed it in his opening press conference. One man, Fatih him. He said, if you haven't lived there, you don't know what a legend this guy is. They were his words. None of us, it seems none of us have, have, have an idea of what a legend oh, he is. Oh, look, I think I know. I, th- I think it's quite oh, clear I, that. I'm younger yeah. than you and I know him. And yeah. I know what he's done. But I'm saying, imagine that for them, it must be the next level for like him. I, rem- I remember when AC Milan picked him up and it was just like this, what, this like yeah. wow moment. Like what? Like it didn't make, like it made sense, but it didn't make sense. Now, he failed over there. Um, he did. But this was Milan was like peak, you know. So there, so you know, he's he's, he's obviously he, yeah, he is highly rated, he's highly whatever judge. So look, 
I'm more for me. I'm more interested, right? They're selling them. No disrespect to your your club's facilities, but they're they're antiquated as well. So are they are, have they sold them a dream of new facilities? Is that in the pipeline? That's been in the pipeline for twenty years now. So is that is that something that's full steam ahead? Um, who knows? Who knows? Oh, there's a lot of moving parts. I don't think it's anything to do with a stadium for, for, for the players. It's just the chance to, like for Bacasetas to link up with his good mate Forti. Hopefully that keeps Forti around longer. Imagine, let's say, hypothetically, first gets you Champions League. Forti, would he start at the top? He obviously wouldn't start at the top Champions League clubs. There's there's an incentive for him to stay. Look, at I, the I, think, I, I think with Forti now, he'll have a... If they can work out their, um, their combinations well... I think at the end of next season, you'll probably see 18 more months of him. And if they can hit the ground That's running next year, we can get another then at the end of next season, him. where, you know, Bacasetas will have two more years on his contract. So I think this is a way to be able to try to maximise the potential to squeeze out more out of a player like him to let him go off, you know, to, to greener pastures and chase that European dream, wherever it may be. So, Other signings that obviously not as noteworthy, that, that's still the headlines like Maximovic and Bacasetas is Vitor Hugo, who's come in, Brazilian centre-back, 32-year-old, left-footed. So he'll play a lot of minutes now that Magnussen's out. He started uh, this morning in the cup game, the first leg. Uh, comes in on loan from Bahia in, in Brazil with an option to buy. He's played with Bacasetas before they won the league together. And he's also played with our new goalkeeper that I was going to talk about, segue into Dragovski. A uh, couple of games for Polish national side as well. Just fallen off a bit recently in the, in the second division in Italy. Hoping to resurrect his career. He's in on loan as well. What is he, a Polish international? Just a couple of games or something, yeah. This Brazilian guy? No, no, the Polish keeper. Oh, so, oh sorry, your keeper. Oh, no, yeah, color. Sorry. Two, two new signings. I thought, wow, yeah. they're not as noteworthy. May as well mention, yeah. you know, both at once. Yep, no. So, yeah, Greg was hoping that, um, speaking with regards to Aik, he was hoping that they'd get some signings, but he's not confident that anything's going to happen at that club. They've there. been very, they, they've been surprisingly quiet. I expected Bob to be quiet. I expected it with Bob. Bulk, but with there's like no need. Yeah, look, oh, oh, you don't touch anything that's at, at bulk. They might pick up a player here or there just to just to strengthen the overall you squad. Would you rather be in there? Look, look at our two clubs trying to patch things up and get signings in at the last hour to try for one last push. They're more settled than both our clubs. Hundred percent. I'd rather settle. If you, yeah, if, I, we, I if we had if we had a settled coach and a settled team or a squad we've still got about 60 odd players on our books yeah like we've got players that were signed by pedro martins that aren't getting a run anymore this is like this is what i'm trying to say like like we've got guys that pedro martins signed that are rotting away at the club like god knows what they're doing listen so. listen george i mean i'm, I'm looking at it now <laughs> maxi lavera is still a player at our club. Pepe is still a player at our club. Usainu Bar, I thought we sold him. Oh, yeah, what happened? He's, still yeah, no, he's, still, he's on loan. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. Mental, mental. Yeah, and, yeah. And, but that's why I hope there's going to be a massive clear out at um, Olympiagos this summer. And there needs to be because some of the players that we have on loan are just never going to get a chance. Look, with the exception of Gallo Yaropoulos, who's 
hopefully going to come back and do something with us. And Holesgrove has looked good too. We, he might go to, end up going to Forest. He might just be another one of those that ends up at Nottingham Forest. But let's see. Let's see about all of our lone players. Oh, that Scottish international. <laughs> yeah, Scot yeah. He Scotsman, looks decent, yeah. but I just I have a feeling he's just going to go to Forest. Yeah, we, we've got. We, we, so yeah. So going back to the original thing, give me give me something settled. If if we oh, weren't exactly. if if yeah. we were up there, and we had a settled squad, yeah. You don't touch. You you, you that, feel it. That's why Parker the favourite. Yeah, still, for that 100%. reason. To do to do the double, <laughs> I'd, yeah. I'd say as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, um, or maybe and, even, and, maybe even there's the a week to go. There's a week to go in the window, and I yeah. expect our clubs not to stop. Both clubs not to stop. In this no, last they won't week. stop. No, they won't stop at all. So yeah. it, it, it'll be interesting to see what what comes of it in the next week. Obviously, keep an eye on the Hellas Woody um, account because um, our version of um, Fabrizio Romano, Michael, um, will uh, keep posting uh, through the uh, throughout the uh, the days when he sees these uh, weird and wonderful uh, transfers that are coming our way. I think that's it, fellas. I think that's everything. Big week, yeah. Nico. Unfortunately, your big signing didn't get the big win that uh, you would have dreamed as a dream start, but uh, we'll see yeah. how they go. All will be forgotten if we can get a result up at Dumba this well, weekend. Yeah, that's going to be, be the forgotten. Huge, huge match. We've got that. The pressure's on bulk. Pressure's on bulk. I get it's without fans, but playing up there, the pressure's on them. They're the ones first. When they came to Leoforos earlier in the season, the pressure was on us. Look, I think now I think the roles the, are reversed. The, the pressure is definitely on them, but there's still a lot of pressure on you guys as well because this your owner's gone hell for leather here, opening up the checkbook. Um, so he's obviously going to want they're results. Oh, without a doubt, they'd be yeah. favourites. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're, I'd still say there's pressure on you guys to get the of results. Of course, there always is when you play for Panathinaikos, Olympiakos. There's always yeah. pressure. Steve, we've got that potential banana peel match on. It scares me just as much as playing anyone else. Yeah, but anyway. yeah. Bas are not in the best of form at the moment, but you know it's Olympiagos, and and as pleased as I am, we look we've looked better in recent weeks. Anything's possible with Olympiagos. We could look yeah. amazing, or we could look horrendous and yeah. not get a win. But hopefully, we'll we see. Do. All right, yeah. guys. Thank you again for listening. If you get a minute um, of your time, if you can give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we would muchly appreciate that. Um, lots of football to go. We're going back to one podcast a week. We may do it a little bit later in the week so we can capture the cup matches as well as uh, the Super League, but we'll just see how timing constraints go. Thanks, boys. Hopefully have a great week. Um, hopefully your team goes well. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, we'll do it all again next week. See you later.